What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. All right, guys, welcome back to After Hour Tea. Um, Got some interesting stuff to share with you guys today. First, I just want to start off and say that um, Andy did confirm... On Watch What Happens Live, that there will be a return of season two for Salt Lake City, which I didn't think um, is that much of a surprise. I mean, it's kind of blowing up on social media and everything. So um, mixed reviews for sure, but I think it's a hit with most of the viewers. So they decided to bring it back. Um, I see it being um, a good franchise for a while. So I think it should be pretty good. I mean, the only franchise that hasn't really made it is Miami, and they're kind of talking about bringing that back. So guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. But anyways, yes, the return of season two uh, will come for Salt Lake City. All right, so I'm going to dive right in with some uh, Real Housewives of Orange County tea for you guys. So um, in a recent interview I found with um, The Daily Blast, um, and it was an interview with Shannon, she was basically talking about how she believes that Bromden lied about her life just to get cast on um, Orange County. So, um, after the host kind of listed all of Bronwyn's recent changes in her life, <laughs> Shannon was asked uh, by the host, now a lot of people are calling her actions disingenuous. How do you feel about that? And this was Shannon's response. Uh, quote, I mean, I think that all of it is is accurate, you know, based on what I've known. And like I say, I spent a lot of time off camera. John and I spent a lot of time with she and Sean off camera. So I do think that sobriety is a good choice for her. Um, a lot of it, you look at the timing, you know, and sometimes it just seems like the timing is just a little too premeditated. I don't know if I can say this, but because we talk about it at the reunion, but last, um, last, but last after last season, Bronwyn told many of the cast members that her first season, like all the stuff about her wasn't true. Um, she did, she did it just to get on the show. She wasn't an author. That love shack thing was just a bunch of BS and we're like, what, then who are you? Because that's who everyone thought you were. Um, so that's why knowing that and having her say to us and then having all these things happen when we know we are filming and all this stuff is going on, you know, you start to think. Um, so obviously, you know, this season Bronwyn went through major changes. You know, she revealed she was an alcoholic and her sobriety struggle and all that was playing out during this season. And then in December, she came out as, um, lesbian and the month after she confirmed, um, that she is dating, uh, somebody named Chris. So, um, I mean, she's also admitted outwardly that after being married to Sean for more than 20 years, uh, that she doesn't plan on getting a divorce and they remained <laughs> staying married and they're just going to be in an open relationship. So, um, here's the thing. So I think that Bronwyn is, well, obviously if she's saying that the love shack and all that and her being an author is all BS, then it's kind of hard to believe anything that she says. But I do think the timing is a little awkward because it's like at this point in her life, why now? I know that some people are still struggling with coming out of the closet and stuff, but I don't know. It just seems very, it does, in the words of Shannon, it does seem very premeditated and, um, and disingenuous in that matter. So I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I feel like we just talk about Bronwyn all the time. So I don't know. Speaking of Bronwyn, um, I also found an interview with her um, on January 12th, Tuesday, 
on an episode of Access Hollywood's Housewives Nightcap. Um, And she said, um, this was a quote from her, I almost drank because I thought if I drink, I could go to rehab and won't have to go to the reunion. And that seemed like a perfectly logical explanation. I almost drank so I wouldn't have to do my job. My sobriety is not fake. Um, Yeah, so there's that. And then she also kind of addressed... um, the recent paparazzi photos of her and Sean coming out of a sex shop. If you didn't know, it was on Instagram and everywhere else on news. I think it was like radar online and everything. It was like a picture of her and Sean coming out of a sex shop. And um, she said, I'm never embarrassed and I was mortified. What if my grandparents were to see that? Um, and then she said that um, Sean, and, Sean and her girlfriend were not in a thruple. Um <laughs> She also admitted that she doesn't want to return to another Real Housewives of Orange County season and be attacked all year again, noting it was very stressful. Um, And then she also revealed that she would love to do her own spinoff show if it involved travel, whether or not she would come back to Orange County and if she would consider being on um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, first of all, no. Hard, hard no on Beverly Hills. Absolutely not. Um, And also a hard pass on a spinoff show. I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to see a full show on Bronwyn. I really do not. I don't give a shit about, I I just, I don't know if there's people out there that are actually liking her journey, but I'm, I'm slowly and slowly getting bored of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know about that. Moving on with Orange County. Um, I have a interview with page six, um, that Elizabeth did, uh, where she kind of explained why she decided to open up about, being abused while growing up in a religious cult on uh, the current season. And this is a quote from her. It says, this show is about being real and who you are and really kind of growing and people watch you grow. So you can't really make up anything. Well, you're not supposed to, right? I chose to bring it out because there were other family members and other people involved in that cult that really probably are hurting right now as much as I am. Um, I do want to note that she never named the group on the show, but she she did tell the publication that she suffered the abuse at Faith Bible Tabernacle in Missouri. Um, okay, so anyway, she continued on by saying, I guess I suppressed all of this crap for years, but so I learned um, a lot about myself and it was a blessing in disguise. And I'm still learning and I've got a lot of growth, but I feel like I kind of just um, catapulted my way into healing. Um, she also went on to say, my mom was extremely supportive and I wasn't expecting that because my whole life it has been an elephant in our family living room. Uh, we know not to talk about it to our mother because we want her to live longer. We don't want her to have a heart attack. She deserves to have a beautiful life. And so we never talked about it because we were like, let's brush it under the rug. But I felt it was hurting me. I couldn't grow because I was stopped. My growth stopped because of this weird thing. But what I found out was my whole family knew that my decisions in life, all of them, were based on what had happened to me as a child. And they only wanted me to heal because they wanted me to grow further because they knew that's where I needed to be as a woman. And I didn't even know that. So my heart was like broken when I had actually exposed it on the show. And so it was nice to have family just completely comfort me, but it was still difficult, extremely difficult. And I still, I had the shame. Um, She also revealed that she's getting a lot of positive feedback about about the whole reveal of that. Uh, calling it an odd blessing, um, and then also adding that another woman who was in the cult reached out to her after watching the episode. Um, She also went on to say, so I have not even mentally grasped this yet, the ecosystem that is affected by me spilling the beans, so I'm going to be living that truth for the next, I'm sure, a while, and people have been reaching out to me nonstop, and I'm going to hold my ground, and I know who I am, and I'm fine with it. 
Um, she also shared that all of her co-stars reached out to her after she shared her story with the, with the exception of Bronwyn. Um, all the ladies reached out, everybody but Bronwyn. They all reached out to me and really, um, and really genuinely wrote me these heartfelt text messages. And like some of them called me and I mean, I was like, wow, they don't think I'm weird. And now we're true friends. Like I was really created, like I really created true friendships and I was hoping for that. And I, and it happened except for, you know, one of the cast members, but she'll come around. (laughs) I just want to say that I think, I don't know if I've said this before on my Orange Counter reactions, but I do think it's incredibly brave of her to come out and share that story. I mean, that's really, you know, you don't hear stuff like that every single day. And so it's really, um, and you can tell that it's just been weighing on her her whole life. I mean, when she had that panic attack, it was just like everything was coming out at once. You know what I mean? Like it was like that weight was off her shoulders a little bit. She didn't have to worry about that anymore. And um, I mean, obviously it's a terrible like terrible situation to be in. Um, I, I couldn't even put myself in somebody's shoes who's tied down to a cult like that. I mean, just, just insane to me. Um, but obviously this is helping her a lot getting through this. And, um, it's nice to see the genuine friendships being built there because, um, you know, I feel like a lot of the relationships on Orange County are kind of forced. So it's nice to see that the women are reaching out to her and really comforting her in this time. Moving on to another interview. Um, this one's with Bronwyn again, and it's from Us Weekly. Um, she was kind of just sharing a new update on her relationship with Sean, and, um, she also addresses the comment that she made that she would be heartbroken if her husband started seeing somebody else. Um, (laughs) so she is, you know, she is dating somebody else, and she did get slammed on social media over her comment, um, so she's basically setting the record straight about Sean possibly dating, and this is what she said. Dating someone and falling in love and starting a new life are two very different things. If Sean dated someone, that's great. I support that. I think he should be. Um, If Sean fell in love and started a new life, started a new family, yes, that would be heartbreaking. We've been together 26 years. We've been together since we were children. And I think that people kind of forget that it's not just that we're married. We've been together since we were kids. We are a family. We are each other's people. We are closer to each other than anyone else. Would that hurt? I'm not talking about losing the marriage. I'm talking about losing my best friend, my person that's been with me since I was 18. So yes, I would be heartbroken. Does that say I don't want to, I don't want to be happy? Of course I do. I think it would be weird if I wasn't heartbroken if my husband of 26 years fell in love with someone else. Um, she also admits that Sean has dated other people since she came out as lesbian in December. Um, but claims that nothing serious has come up. And she said, I think anyone in our positions would know that things are going to have to change, but it doesn't mean it's not hard. Um, And she wouldn't confirm whether um, her relationship with Sean is now strictly platonic, Um, but she did say that she wants to keep certain things to herself. Um, She said, this is me trying to balance the feelings and emotion of two people I really care about, and I think trying to keep some things private is a big part of that. Um, But the... Her and Sean have no plans to divorce and are working on trying to find a way to stay together. Um, She said, We want to have an open marriage and we want to be able to do it honestly and not have our feelings hurt. I'm very open with him. I have big fears of abandonment from when I was a child. So my jealousy, my things, we're working on them. We're working on them so that we can get to a healthy place. I do think we're going to get there. I really do. Because we have the communication, we have the trust, we have a great therapist. And we both have a similar goal for the future, which is sitting there in Hawaii while our grandkids play. As sweet as that sounds, I I hope she realizes that's just not how her life is going to be. I mean, it's going to it's going to be hard, you know? I mean, 
the minute that she came out to the world as gay and admits that to herself, that is the moment that she does start that new chapter. And if you want to call it new life, that's the minute that she starts that. And so, you know, this idea of her sitting in Hawaii watching her grandkids, that that's not that's not going to be that's not going to happen. You know, I mean, I just this is the thing with Bronwyn is she doesn't really think realistically sometimes. And, um, you know, when I say she doesn't make sense, it it's just like it doesn't make sense because it's like, you know, you say you want to be happy and you want Sean to be happy, but Ultimately, I mean, regardless if you've been with somebody for 26 years or 50 years or whatever the case may be, if you're not in love with that person in that way anymore, I mean, everything's going to change. And um, I think for the better, I think honestly, the minute that she accepts that and, and, you know, just goes all in with that. I mean, once the kids are older, I think it'll be a little bit easier. But once she 100% accepts that, I think she's going to be even more happy than she is now that she's out. Um, so I guess we're just going to have to kind of wait and see. I, To be honest, I really don't care either way what, what happens in her life. I don't really care. But um, if I'm offering that as my opinion, then, you know, take it if you must. <laughs> um, to kind of add on to that last interview, I do have an interview um, also with Us Weekly uh, with Elizabeth, and she's kind of talking or sharing her opinion on Bronwyn and Sean's you know, situation. And she says, um, oh, they got dirt on each other, which I know about. Um, and she also explained that she doesn't agree with the way the couple has been handling the situation. Um, I'm right there with you, sister. She said, um, you know, my ex-husband and I had a weird relationship too. I can't judge it. I think that Sean should move on and she should let him, um, you know, he's going to have to pay her bills anyway. (laughs) A lot of you have been saying that, like, you know, she's just going to stay with him for the money, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Adding that Sean has been a wonderful human being whenever they've crossed paths. Um, She said he loves her so much and it's so heartbreaking to see her say she was never attracted to him. Um, She also went on to say she should definitely divorce. They should divorce and then just live separate lives. You know, that house was rented, so they should just get out of the lease. They should live separate lives and the kids are already in turmoil. Well, that's true. They went through Bronwyn's alcoholism and now they're going through abandonment. I just don't agree with how she's doing anything. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, like, I do kind of feel bad for Sean, because to to hear her say, you know, on camera, like, that she's just not attracted to him anymore, or like, that she just doesn't have these fantasies, it's just hard, it's like, you know, why are you dragging the poor guy along? I just think it's really, I think it's pointless, and um, she does have a good point there with, you know, how the kids are already in turmoil. I think, honestly, what would be better for them is to, I mean, it's not like they hate each other. So it's like, this would be the best divorce ever because, you know, Bronwyn can have her life with whoever she wants to be with. And Sean can have his life with whoever he wants to be with. And then they can co-parent, you know I mean? Because that's like the best scenario for co-parenting is because they still care about each other so much, but they just don't care about each other in that way. So I think having an open relationship is stupid. So I think that they should just, um, because then it's like, they're both tied down to something. Um, And I just, I don't know. I just think Sean's not going to be able to find somebody who's okay with that. Um, And Bronwyn might not be able to either in the long run. So um, I do think it's a smarter decision for sure. All right. So I am fucking sick of talking about (laughs) Bronwyn. So uh, we're going to move on uh, to Beverly Hills. So I do have... um, (laughs) I do have um, an article with Us Weekly um, 
giving you guys an update on um, the Girardi divorce. There's been so much that's been coming out, so I've been trying to slowly keep up with it. But honestly, like, it's so much to even dive into. Um, I just have this article that I found on the 18th of January. So um, basically, okay, so according to the court documents that were somehow obtained by Us Weekly (laughs) um, last Friday, um, Tom Girardi is suffering from short-term memory loss. Um, and his brother, his name is Robert, also claims that Tom needs a, um, a conservatorship, I hope I said that right, and requests that he gains control of his brother's finances and will help the bankruptcy court gain access to his records amid the involuntary Chapter 7 bankruptcy case. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> said that Tom is incapable of realizing and understanding the repercussions of the bankruptcy filings pending against him and the debtor. Furthermore, uh, Tom Girardi is not capable of making rational decisions with respect to his or his debtor's financial responsibilities. Um, that's basically, that. I mean, that's basically it. So um, there, there's been a lot that's been going on. There's been asset freezes. There's been Erica leaking some text messages on social media. I guess we kind of have to wait and see... Um, I guess, uh, I mean, also in the court documents, it was saying this was, I don't know if this is old news or not, but it says that Erica was completely unaware of the very serious allegations that were being made against Tom in court. Um, Tom always handled all the finances and that was how they handled things. She is just reeling from all this, but make no mistake, Erica is a tough cookie and she isn't stupid. She will get through this. Yeah, so I'll try to keep you guys as updated as I can with this whole, um, you know, Girardi divorce, but it's just honestly so complicated. I feel like we have to wait and see what they just reveal on the show because I like there's so much going on with Tom and like now they're saying he's unfit to even be in court. I mean, it's just crazy. So um, yeah, stay tuned on that. Uh, Moving on to exciting things. Um, I do have bios um, or I should say, you know, um, housewife recaps for you guys for New Jersey because New Jersey is airing on February 17th um, at 9 p.m. So taking over Orange County spot on Wednesdays at 9. So um, this is season 11. Um, and I just have to point out because this is just a great milestone for for New Jersey um, or for the entire franchise of Real Housewives. Um, so New Jersey is actually the only franchise out of all of them to have kept the same full-time cast for three seasons, um, for at least three seasons. Normally, at least one person leaves or they add somebody. They have kept the same cast on New Jersey for three seasons. And I do have to say, because everyone always asks me what's my favorite, New Jersey is probably my favorite only because I loved. I, I pretty much love every single person on this cast. Um, I mean, there's certain things that I don't like about certain cast members, but for the most part... I enjoy every single wife on New Jersey. I think they're all fabulous in their own ways. And I'm looking forward to a drama-filled season uh, with visceral emotional fights, is what Dolores had said. All right, so without further ado, I have the um, recaps for you guys on The Housewives. These are just, by the way, if you don't know what these are, um, they post these on Bravo, you know, I think it's like bravotv.com or whatever. And they're just like little recaps of what we're going to expect from each housewife and their like, quote unquote, storyline. I know I shouldn't say that, but what's going on in their life on the show. Um, So let's start with Teresa. Um, After tragically losing her father and ending her marriage, Teresa makes the decision to list her home to create a new chapter for herself and her daughters. 
Ready to get back in the dating game, she surprisingly meets someone new and her personal life um, becomes the talk of the town yet again. Just so you know, I've heard um, that she meets her boyfriend like after filming. I could be wrong, but I didn't see him filming much. I just saw her posting a lot after filming had wrapped. So I think we're going to not see him as much, but she is dating a really handsome guy. If you go to her Instagram, you can see a picture of him. He's fine as hell. All right. So moving on, uh, we have Melissa. Um, so it says with her kids growing up quicker than she wants, Melissa is forced to have some uncomfortable conversations. Meanwhile, Melissa's business continues to thrive and she becomes increasingly independent But as she and Joe head into their 16th year of marriage, different views about the direction of their life going forward makes them both call into question the future of their relationship. No, I know I saw this in the trailer. I really, I really am rooting for them. I hope, I hope they can pull it through. I mean, they're just my favorite couple. I love them. Um, I think they'll be okay, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, Moving on is Margaret. Um, Here we go. Margaret's home renovations are finally coming about During quarantine, and with a fruitful career under her belt, she decides to write a book revealing the secrets to her life and success in her business. But looking back on her past opens up old wounds and puts a strain on her relationship with her husband, Joe. Will she have to write a new chapter? All right. Let's see. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to find Dolores. Okay, here's Dolores. Um, on the edge of turning 50, Dolores is feeling and looking her best after a tummy tuck, ooh, and the extra time she is spending with her kids. But keeping secrets from David proves to be tricky, and pressure mounts when the other women question if she's settling for less, while their commitment plans still loom. Um, I don't know, her and David's relationship is so awkward, like, I know that her and Frank, I know we all know this, I know her and Frank are like, just best friends, but like, I just would love to see them get back together. I think their dynamic is amazing. So I know it's probably never going to happen, but I'm always rooting for that little bit of hope. Um, all right, moving on to Jackie. Uh, when cheating rumors swirl around her marriage, Jackie questions her relationships with the women. Will she be able to move forward or will she decide that her fate lies with a new circle of friends? Ooh, this is going to be a tough season for Jackie for sure. I know I saw like a clip of her, like, I think it was in the trailer she was like <laughs> hysterically crying so i don't know this is just going to be crazy to see how this all plays out so anyways and uh last but not least we have jennifer we love jennifer um so jennifer struggles to deal with the lingering awkwardness with melissa along with her parents marital issues due to the pandemic oh no with her father now living with her she unleashes trouble in her relationship with her mother and as she continues to defend her father, Jennifer begins to wonder whether the fish, the fissures between them can ever be healed. Oh, that seems like a lot. By the way, her and Melissa, I don't think, left off at a very good place from last season. They were getting into lots of stupid fights. And, um, you know, we, of course, remember when Jennifer threw the fork or knife, whatever you want to call it, at Melissa. So um, I guess we will have to wait and see. But those sound like some pretty interesting um, stories for this year. So I'm definitely excited um yeah like i said new jersey is probably my favorite franchise so let's go moving on and ending with dallas um carrie recently revealed that she has fallen out once again with leanne Locken due to the comments she made about um her in the season five premiere episode of real housewives of dallas um i actually didn't even know that they made up but um so if you do recall the two clashed during um the fourth season so that was last season of dallas um but i guess later they made amends off camera after the reunion special aired so um 
I don't physically remember them ever reconciling, but I guess they did. So, um, again, if you recall, Leanne faced backlash for the derogatory comments she made about Carrie's nationality, who is of Mexican descent, um, during the show's fourth season. And then shortly after, a video surfaced on social media of Brandy mocking Asians that was widely criticized. Um, <laughs> and so during the season five premiere, Carrie was asked by a producer to explain the difference between lock-in and Brandy's um, race, racism scandals. Um, and she said that the difference between what Leanne did and what Brandy did in the video, Leanne was doing it out of hate. Brandy's video was very ignorant and stupid, but she's been so devastated about it. And I think that she will never do something like that again. Sadly, I never saw that from Leanne. Um, so Carrie, I guess, revealed that she and Leanne had made amends after season four. But after the season five premiere aired, she received a text from Leanne expressing that she was disappointed by her comments. Um... Carrie had said, we did go to lunch and she did apologize. And I told her, I appreciate it. And I wish you would have apologized a lot sooner. Um, and I guess that was, you know, what had happened off camera season four. Um, she also said, I feel like I forgive and forget. She apologized, but it was actually when this last episode showed and I made the comparison, she had texted and said she was disappointed. And I was like, what? Maybe you say, um, Carrie, I'm sorry again, but anyways, that's Leanne. So, um, when asked if she could see herself spending time with Leanne, uh, Carrie said, firmly no um to be honest i i think the difference in what brandy and leanne did leanne like i don't believe that she was ignorant and didn't realize i think she was just being very very racist i think it was really cringy to watch to be honest and it's like looking back i didn't see any other way to not i mean i didn't see a way to have her on the show basically because after those I mean, I didn't know how they were not going to air that. I mean, I think she thought that they weren't going to air some of those things or that she had even forgotten that she had said some of the things. But yeah, it was just tough to watch. And I think that um, I think that she definitely learned her lesson. But um, yeah, I mean, after all the hate she got, I think um, it's fair to say I don't really think Carrie cares <laughs> regardless if they're friends or not, to be honest. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if I have any new listeners, um, because I've been, you know, kind of sharing my podcast out there more. Um, if I have any new listeners, I just want to let you know that um, for After Hour Tea, I kind of talk about um, a majority of everything. But if you do happen to find something um, that I did not bring up, feel free to send me it on Instagram. And I would love to talk about it on here and share my opinion with you guys on that. Um yeah, other than that, I mean, um, After RT is every Fridays, um, which all of my listeners know. And um, yeah, that's it. So gearing up for premieres, we have New Jersey coming up on the 17th. And Beverly Hills is still filming. And New York is, I think, still filming. Yeah, they're still filming because they had to stop for COVID. And they are um, hopefully resuming soon. But they were just on their way to film the group trip, which means that they are probably gearing up towards the end of filming. Um, but I will let you guys know if I find any updates. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.